to me to set the whole world on fire with my shoulder. <laughs> oh my goodness, what am I talking about? For those of you who follow me on Telegram. Oh. So, I was on one of my favorite shows yesterday, the Stu Peters show on Red uh Red Voice America. Um so good. So good. Such a talented guy. And we are like-minded in our politics and our approach to things. And he's a little bit more hard-hitting than I am, and I love it. Um, he invites me onto his program, and I'm grateful for it. Very generous with his space, as we all should be, because we don't really own our audiences, per se. But we are responsible to our audiences. And so I always consider it an honor when someone... Uh, shares their audience with me because that person has been given authority over that particular space. They've been given jurisdiction. Jurisdiction is the word of the day. It's something that I'm digging into as I move into other areas of my ministry and my life with regard to my calling, purpose, my work, that encompasses um, a larger landscape. So my, my jurisdiction, my territory has increased in recent months, and it's been cre- increasing over the years. And for each office that we hold in life, we have jurisdiction. What do I mean by that? If you're a mother, you have jurisdiction over your children. You have jurisdiction over your home. We could start with just the basic individual. You have jurisdiction over yourself. Why is this important? On the day that the House just passed a $1.9 trillion bailout, basically, as opposed to just opening the country and allowing America to exercise her capitalistic jurisdiction as an individual and as someone who has been blessed with uh, God-given talents and gifts along with opportunity and land and resources and promises made and promises kept and more doors open than third world countries could ever imagine, instead of our United States Congress being a God-inspired, God-breathed Congress, they've decided to bail America out by putting America further into debt, in my humble opinion, we should simply call it a day and file for bankruptcy as a nation. That would be fun for China, don't you think? So when it comes to the individual's sovereignty, the individual's mandate, the God-given mandate to exercise your sovereignty, right? Um, Well, to exercise your jurisdiction over your own personhood, your own choices that could, in fact, affect other people. That is the liberty 
with which we live in Christ. Sure, I can show my shoulder, and I'm allowed to show my shoulder in this country for now, but you do realize that in other places of the world, women do not have jurisdiction over their own bodies. They do not have that level of liberty in their own faith, in their own nations, on their own soil. An ideology, a dogma, has really a spiritual political dogma has jurisdiction over a woman's life, over her choices, including but not limited to her wardrobe. Shoulder gate, (laughs) laughing, but part of my freedom in Christ is knowing that what I wear, how I behave, can cause other people to stumble. Some of my bra-burning audience is going to feel like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Right? Because you're going to see this as patriarchy at work. And in, to an extent, it is patriarchy, but not in the earthly sense. It is that my father, the father of his kingdom, has called me as his daughter to a level of understanding and love for my brothers. I write about this in my book extensively. Actually, I I dedicated a chapter to the boys because I couldn't write a book about women and not encourage and address my brothers. And I don't believe that men get a very long mercy stick in this day and age as it relates to society on the whole, including but not limited to the church. We've done a horrible job of ministering to the heart and the mind of a man. Horrible. So my jurisdiction with regard to my wardrobe tells me that, of course, I have the liberty to walk down the street in a thong if I want to. I would not do that at this age. Well, not really at this age, but there was a time when I did wear thongs across beaches across Europe and America. Because, and I'll tell you what, if I was 60 pounds lighter, you might find me sporting one, depending upon where I was. Anyhow, you know, generally speaking, I'll probably be hanging around my, my, my chase lounge. But I think Brazilian little, you know, bikini bottoms are cute. I'm not offended by that. I don't think you're immodest, but I do understand where something as simple as skin And my shoulder can cause certain brothers and some sisters, to be quite honest, to stumble. What I found extraordinarily bothersome and reprehensible, what am I talking about? I was on Stu Peter's show yesterday, and his graphics team always chooses, it's not him and it's not me, they always choose the graphics they're going to use, and I've given them liberty to do so because they're my pictures and they're on my website And any show I'm on has the liberty to use. They're not going to call me for permission. If it's on my site, it's out there. And so it's, it's there for their use, for common public use. So they use my photos that they found uploaded on my site. I'm not offended by any of it. One of them was riotous whenever it came to Joe Biden not having access to the Pentagon. I mean, riotous. I spit my own coffee out laughing when the graphics of the show, promoting the show with me on with Stu, came across my phone. I spit out what was ever in my mouth because it was hilarious. 
And so when I saw my shoulder yesterday, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and it was like spies and lies in the president's proximity, right? And I was talking about people who have access to the president who shouldn't have access to the president anymore, Mark Meadows. And others. <laughs> and so there are people close who have been close to this administration who were grassroots people who were there from the beginning. People who left the White House not so in the not so distant past, who are extraordinarily frustrated with the fact that there are super bad, horrific actors who are still sitting around the president. Information can't get to him. Uh, tactics cannot get to him. Cures couldn't get to him. Things were not followed through upon. Crazy stuff. If I, if I told you, you know, you it wouldn't make your day. I can tell you that, but I'm not at liberty to disclose some of these things, so I won't. But I will say, when I was asked yesterday, you know, what is it with the president and, and, and what would your advice be to the president? Well, A, I haven't been asked to give advice to the president, and I respect his dominion. I expect his, I respect his jurisdiction. If he asked me for my advice, I'd give it. As a commentator, I can tell you, you know, what I told Stu yesterday, which is we, it's very easy to fall prey to, you know, our, our gifts and our talents are used against us sometimes. And whenever you're left to delegate to others, it is extraordinarily important to have gatekeepers in position who can help you vet those who are vetting others. I mean, you could go back to um, King Xerxes and Haman. Mark, (laughs) there's something to consider. Yeah, so I just thought about that. At any rate, on my graphics, well, on the graphics promoting the show, my shoulder showing. And I I laughed so hard when I saw it because I thought, now there I am, you know, looking like a, I don't know what you're talking about, spies and lies, and then here's me with like this little shoulder showing, right? And so I'm thinking, hmm, okay, 007 <laughs> Bond girl look. <laughs> And um, and I and I laughed because I thought, oh gosh, this is going to get some people ruffled, and and of course there there is a little bit of of that woman in me, the professional, you know, uh, I, I've been groomed by watching these Fox News Barbie bobbleheads. Excuse me, I love some of you, but really, it's all just so ridiculous how quaffed everyone is and they've all got the same look and the same clothes and the same lighting and the same Botox and the same hair and, you know, and the nails and, and the same posture and all of that. And, um, and it's, and it's actually used to program you to lull you into looking at something other than listening. (laughs) It's such fantastic psychological warfare. And I just laugh. There's something beautiful about someone just sitting in their, in their, you know, on their porch, and talking to you on their phone and giving you really good information that can save your life, actually, or a vote at least, one and the same these days. So, but we've been so trained like a bunch of seals, monkeys, to sit in front of the television and watch other monkeys and seals 
I mean, it's just, and, the, and then there's just like a few lever, you know, holders that just, you like little puppet masters behind the scenes, you know, make sure the hair is blonde and it's this long and make sure your eyelashes and your makeup looks like a raccoon and your eyelashes are longer than your forehead. And I've worn them too. I've got them on my promo pictures. So I'm laughing at myself right there with them. But it's just stuff. My eyelashes have actually a little thinned out a little bit. So, so that's why I do it. Plus, I think they're kind of cool. But now it's like a motif. Like you don't go on air without your without your falsies. Like you, it's just sacrilege if you're if you're on a cable news network. So, with all that being said, uh, gosh, I've covered a lot of ground, right? Okay, thanks for joining me. Until next time. Um, <laughs> my shoulder showing, I didn't choose the picture and there was a part of me that went, uh, well, gosh, I hope my message doesn't get lost because I don't really use myself for clickbait. I know other people do, but I don't normally do that, but I did have an important message to share yesterday. And so there was a part of me that was hoping that, gosh, I hope people don't look at this and go, Hmm, what could she possibly have to add to the conversation? Besides, I like long walks in parks with puppy dogs, you know. You guys know what I'm talking about. And so I thought, well, you know what? <laughs> Either people are going to click on it because they're like, hmm, who's that? What does she got? What what could she possibly have to add to the conversation? Or, hmm, who's that? Man, she's pretty. And what does she have to add to the conversation? Or women who are like, oh, okay. What does she have to add to the conversation? Or others who might look at it and go, really? What could she possibly have to add to the conversation? Anyway, either way of any of those possibilities, if you clicked on the show to listen, I got you. And they did too. But there was a man, and there are several men actually, I think who commented, and I think women eventually chimed in, but on my Telegram channel, it was so, and I'm laughing because I thought to myself, holy God, all I wanted you guys to do was just click on the content and listen to that. It was not my choice. But apparently there was a gentleman on the thread who has struggled with sex addiction. And when he saw my shoulder, I don't even know how the conversation started. I don't know who started it. I think it could have been him. But I saw a few. I just skim over your comments sometimes to see if there's anything I can answer for you quickly. Or I thank you for your kind words. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to touch the stovetop to see what's going on on my social media platforms. And if you do have questions, I will engage you there. If you're being a jackass, I'll engage you too. If you're really sweet and kind and you have something nice to say, I'll engage you as well. If you need encouragement, I mean, I, I go through there many times to see what's bothering you. Are you okay? Do you need prayer? Do you need comfort? Are you looking for answers? Can I help you find some answers? And so I peruse my my social media campaigns with intention. And boy, did y'all get my attention on this one. It is like hashtag shoulder gate. <laughs> and then, and I love, you know, the one man, I actually, if I had just stopped at his comment, because he was being so transparent online about his struggle, and in no way, shape, or form did, did I take offense to his addiction. Because I've ministered to men who struggle with this addiction. I've had my own addictions. So I'm I'm not I'm not cuckoo for cocoa puffs whenever it comes to these conversations. I'm not so above it or, you know, so holy or so I don't know what. Um so offended. I'm not so, you know, 
my, it's my choice, my body. I'm not so much that that I can't stop and address a brother who was being really honest about, wow, okay, Monica, that's a different look for you. And, uh, and that, you know, may or may not have caused me to stumble a little bit. And because of that, I looked away from it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story about that. It's kind of in alignment with that. I hope this blesses you. So years ago, we had a family member who struggled with alcoholism. This is, this is your freedom in Christ at work right here, okay? I have jurisdiction over my home. I'm going to get back to this jurisdiction thing. I'm still on it, but, you know, I kind of circle around. And the, ju- the jurisdiction of my home is mine. It's my home. I pay my mortgage, pay my taxes. I mean, I pay, you know, I take care of it. This is my territory. And I know that spiritually as well as in the physical. It's my home. Our laws have prescriptions for defending our homes because they're our jurisdiction. Our bodies are also our jurisdiction. So I live in the liberty of Jesus Christ, which means that all things are permissible, but not all things are expedient. (laughs) And when I say all things, I'm not talking about clearly, you know, grotesque, um, you know, no, all, all things are not permissible, whatever it comes to, you know, a lot of things that God has already very clearly outlined are not cool. You need to know what they are. They do actually extend past the Ten Commandments, by the way. Yeah. So go back into, uh, you know, Leviticus and Exodus and, you know, all of the... (laughs) If you're ever surprised by your nightly news, don't be. Just go back into the Old Testament. All of it's outlined. Hey, don't sleep with your brother's mother's cat and, and don't, you know... And, and pay your debts, and if people haven't paid their debts in seven years, then they're canceled, hello, bankruptcy uh, laws, and, you know, a, a myriad of things where you go, oh, my gosh, did he really have to tell people not to do that? Yes, the answer is yes. So there's an enormous amount of liberty in Christ, which is why I bring Christ into every political conversation, because there's no sense in having a conversation about nationalism if you're not going to bring the author of liberty into the conversation. So for me, I had a family member who would not come to an event because I'm Greek and German and we drink at everything. You may have already heard this story. I shared it many moons ago, but I'm going to tell it again. So hang in there. So you may glean something new. So family members like, I'm not coming. My other family member who's married to that family member is like, well, I'm not coming either because, you know, he doesn't want to show up. And, and of course, I'm thinking that's just another excuse not to hang out with our kooky family. And I really can't say I blame you. Wow, being offended by a bottle of wine on the table is kind of a very low-hanging fruit excuse for you not to be there. Okay? And, and believe me, I understand the plight of the alcoholic and you don't want to be around things and people trying to quit smoking and all of you on some kind of a diet where you're like, I got to stay home for the next six months while I lose 50 pounds because, you know, I'm eating uh, sawdust for at bars, you know, in an effort to lose weight. And for a part of the beginning of that, it is easier to stay away from people who are just shoving their faces full of, you know, good tasting stuff that you can't have. But when you've confessed to being an alcoholic for over 20 years, you know, our family drinks for, you know, uh, joyous occasions. It's probably, it's not very probable that all of a sudden your alcoholism is bothering you again because it's the holidays and you've decided that you're going to distance yourself and use as use that as an excuse. Be that as it may, I decided to err on the side of liberty. I decided to err on the side 
of Christ and love because there's liberty and love and there's love and liberty. So I made an executive decision because I have jurisdiction over my home that if, if what's required for you to come to dinner is that we don't have alcohol, then we're not going to have alcohol because I'm not so ruled by our desire and our freedom to have alcohol that I'm going to have it there in place of your fellowship. Why would I do that? Because you and your presence is more important to me than my liberty to drink whatever the hell I want to in my own house. Fellowship with you, relationship with you is more important to me than offending you with my liberty. Do you see that beautiful exchange? It's like, I know I have the liberty, but the greater practice of my liberty is to simply not offend you if I want to be in fellowship with you. And it's my jurisdiction. I had every right to open a bar in my, and my parents had a bar in their, have a bar in their home. And so we could have opened a bar and hired a bartender. Well, in, in my home, in which I've done many times. So, you know, I have multiple um, soirees, I call them, and annual celebrations, and I invite way too many people. And we get a little rowdy and have a really nice time, but I, generally speaking, will hire um, bartenders and, um, and, and service providers. And so, not like that. But, um, you know, I thought to myself, okay, if you're telling us that you don't want to be here because our drinking offends you, then we just won't drink. And the Bible tells you exactly that. And and the thing that, this is why I rail against policies and laws that encroach upon my jurisdiction. I'm a female. I don't want to drop trowel and have to pee next to a man who may or may not believe or have even have transitioned into being a female. No. And I don't want my child to do that either because that's her jurisdiction and her liberty and ultimately her safety. There are boundaries with jurisdictions. That's what creates a jurisdiction. There's a boundary that in that jurisdiction, you are not permitted to cross. There are things that can be exercised in various jurisdictions. Our court system is is made up of jurisdictions. Well, as you know, as far as best as any uh, any of us can tell now, with regard to this fraud of an election, you can look at it and see that it's all a you, you know it's a freaking banana gorilla <laughs> republic. It is a kabuki theater, just court system of nothing. So Garland Merrick will fit right in because apparently he has been. Uh, has he been sworn in or has he simply been appointed? I don't know. I have a new phone. It won't open up, but welcome to your new AG. Good luck with that. So at least another straw position. Uh, I'm not sure how much authority he will have. And I, I guess we'll find out in the coming days. Um, but how about that? So jurisdiction, even Garland Merrick has, um, has jurisdiction right? Over many other jurisdictions in the legal system, your appellate court, right? You've got your, your local court system, your state courts, your 
um, superior courts, right? Uh, some of you have uh, police, uh, uh, what is that, magistrate courts. Um, then you have your appellate courts, and then you have your supreme court. They all have different jurisdiction. So my jurisdiction in my home was to love my family member enough to say, mm, I'm good. And you know what? He felt so loved by that, but even that even if he was like, whatever, I'm going to get out of this. I know how I don't have to go hang out with those crazy people for Turkey Day. I'm going to tell them that I, you know, they drank too much. And what I'm going to do is just use my alcoholism as a, as an excuse not to have to rub elbows with people. And I can stay home and sit in my recliner and scratch and sniff and do whatever I want to do. And I'll have the remote control to myself and everybody can shove it. I'll make a statement. And I was like, huh, well, watch this. Um, and I, you know, exercised love and he still had the choice to come or not. But what are you going to do with that? Like I just sucked the oxygen right out of that balloon, didn't I? So come on over. We love you enough. And it actually changed his heart and his mind in a number of ways. And he actually brought a bottle of wine. (laughs) So sometimes, you guys, people just want to know that you love them enough to not forego your freedom, but to exercise your freedom in the spirit of humility, and love. That's so hard for us to do. You know, right now, you know, I'm railing against the masks and because I recognize that people don't hate me for not wearing a mask. They hate the fact that I'm not afraid. Because if anyone has bought into the anti-science of mask wearing with regard to this biological weapon, they don't understand, then they failed sixth grade science. I mean, I don't even have to tell you that I was in medicine for a little while and emergency medicine for you to know or for you to figure out on your own that um, even without a Google search, just go back to some of your textbooks from, you know, elementary school, middle school science, and you'll understand about viruses and how they morph and mutate and spores, right? As well as fabric. I mean, hell, our own attorney general um, I'm sorry, um, um, gen- that guy. Yeah, not attorney general, but you're that that the med- <laughs> the um, yeah the medical guy, <laughs> the, the black dude from last administration, who said uh, I don't know why it's not attorney general, why it's not AG, what? All right, you know who I'm talking about. Stop it. So that guy, and the first thing he said was quit buying masks. I mean, I screenshot that sucker, and I've I've used it multiple times to be like, mm-hmm, well, what happened to this? Mr. Uh, uh, medical Attorney General guy. <laughs> oh, it sucks going through menopause. Let me tell you, my brain is like, who? What? I see his face, but for whatever reason, his title escapes me. Um, and yeah, that, and and I don't have an assistant here to actually, or a producer in my presence right now <laughs> to pull up what it is I'm looking for. Um, but you know, who I'm talking about that guy gets online. He's like. Quit buying masks. They don't work. And then they're like, oh, crap. We've got all these masks coming from China. And Brian Kemp's got, you know, all kinds of wheeling and dealing that he's done. And boy, we need those masks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, 
everybody put on your mask and don't just put on one, but put on two or three. Maybe you'll just, you know, suffocate. And we'll call that COVID related because heart attacks and car accidents weren't enough. (laughs) So yeah, uh uh-huh. We're just, okay. So the science isn't there, boys and girls. It's just not. I didn't write it. God did. You know, viruses and spores and bacteria and then fabric and, uh, you know, chemistry and physics and biology, all that stuff. You know, I didn't write all that. The Lord did. But, you know, but uh, the theory of relativity is is what it is, you know. Even Jesus looked at Satan and was like, no, dude, I'm not jumping off that. Why would I do that? I mean, I'm told not to tempt my Lord God. So, you know, we'll jump off. He said he'd give his angels charge over you. You know, Jesus is like, so fun fact, I am the word. And so good luck using the word against me. Um, And I am the word. I thought God thought it. I said it and the Holy Spirit executed it. So there. And I'm not jumping off a mountaintop to prove to you by tempting God and physics <laughs> that, um, you know, that I'm not going to hit the ground. No, not going to do that, Satan. So, at any rate, jurisdiction. What's your jurisdiction in your life? That's really what I aim to do on my show all the time, is point you back to your jurisdiction in and through your created jurisdiction through the author of liberty. You don't necessarily have to be a Christian to get that, but it helps because our liberty is in and through Christ Jesus, and it's with his jurisdiction and with his authority over all of the earth that we can walk forward and not fight back, but rise up. And that was my message yesterday for those of you who missed it because of my shoulder. I want to thank all of you ladies out there. Thank you so much. You don't know how much it meant to me today to read through your comments and for you all to have my back on that. And I didn't mean for it to be at the expense of the gentlemen or men on the thread or those of you ladies who have ministered to men around the area of sex addiction and others. Um, I didn't mean for that to be mean-spirited of others. And I don't think anyone was mean-spirited. What they saw in it was a spirit of religion because here's what happened. Someone got honest about his struggle, and then a spirit of religion was like, oh, awesome. This is a great breeding ground, just like the virus that it is. And then others came along to basically shine a light on it and go, no, we're not going down that road. Monica's not that person. You know, give us a break. It's a shoulder. I think it's a lovely picture. Go, girl. Thank you for your voice. I mean, there are any number of wonderful things that my ladies got behind me on that I really appreciate because can I tell you something, ladies, jealousy and envy takes us out in comparison more than anything else, you know, lobbed at us on any given day. We can deal with stony noses, you know, poopy butts, uh, children, man, children, uh, you know, we can deal with boardrooms and bedrooms and everything in between. But what really wears us out is when we tear at each other. And you know why? Because we're community builders. That's how God created us. He wired us to build. He wired us to create. And so when we tear at each other as women, why do you think there's such an incidence of breast cancer? I could get into the 80% of spiritually, you know, of rooted of diseases are spiritually rooted. I could, I could go from the right breast to the left breast. I ask women, do you have aught 
Do you have bitterness toward a woman in your life? Do you have someone in your life you have not forgiven that's a female? Can you trace back to when you started having breast issues, back to your relationship with yourself, your mother, your grandmother, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your sister, your best friend, your husband? Yeah, your husbands can be included in there too. You know, all points of nurturing all relationships as it relates to women. I think it's really interesting that Satan uses us against each other as women and causes all forms of, of female oriented disease from the psyche, from the spirit to the psyche, to the body, to the anatomy. And then we all get together and walk together as women. We put on our little pink stuff and we walk around the country, put on our tutus and our shirts. And we go out with our little bald heads and wigs and, you know, little, uh, Susan Komen or whatever her name is, or those little pins, you know, the little, yep, we, we create another uh, logo. You know, we've got colors associated with Satan's work in the world. Because, listen, I don't believe for a second that God gives anyone cancer. I don't believe God gives a woman breast cancer. Now, I do believe genetically speaking, of course, there are genetic mutations that do come down through the bloodlines. But if you ask me whether or not I believe that the blood of Christ is pure enough and remedy enough, and reparations enough, and atonement enough. Whenever God says, I came to heal all of your diseases and forgive all of your sins, that he didn't say some. He didn't say all except breast cancer. I believe that. And it's and it's rough going whenever I see my friends, you know, sick with breast cancer. Or, you know, I had a scare myself. I was at aught with my daughter. I mean, we were ferociously at aught with each other like we've never been before about politics and social things, nevertheless. And I started having dreams about breast cancer. Well, of course I did because my daughter is my daughter and I've nurtured her with my breasts. So for those of you peeping Toms who were trying to look on, you know, into my sweater because my shoulder wasn't enough. One dude like commented about my boob. I was like, man, Okay, you guys have got issues that need major tissues because if you couldn't stop at the shoulder and you're over there looking for like a a nipple line, you might want to get off the internet for just a little bit. Like just cancel your AOL dial-up subscription for God's sakes. Like just get offline. I mean, seriously, I'm serious. Going back to the guy who was offended by my shoulder because he struggles, he was like, I had to look away because that's what I do. And I do have mercy for that. But the dude who's going to chime in with, oh, yeah, the nipple's showing, uh, when I know it for a fact it wasn't, you know, and I was like, wow, here we go. Here we are as, as concerned. You got to love this. We don't even need the Democrats to take us out. We're all supposed to be concerned. Most of the people who follow me are conservatives and supposedly Christ followers. But old Jimmy John, Jerry, whatever, I don't even know if that was his name. I'm making that up. You know, just had to, you know how it is, you get to expand the picture to zoom in on the breast. And I'm like, wow. And here I am talking about the president. I'm talking about HR1. I'm talking about, what else did I talk about? It's pretty cool stuff yesterday on Stu Peter's show. If you missed it, go, you know, listen. It's great. Good stuff. Great guy. And the Holy Spirit was moving yesterday. And the best we could do was shoulder gate. Hmm. So at any rate, jurisdiction. 
This is so important to me because I did not start this life with my innocence respected. My jurisdiction was defiled at a very young age. Beginning at a very young age, I write about it in my book. I'm not going to burden you with the stories tonight. So this is a this is very close to my heart, my personal jurisdiction, and not wanting to cause my brothers to stumble. It is not my heart to do that. And while exercising my own authority over my own body, my own wardrobe, in within the spirit of Christ, yes. In as much as that is, is, it is within my power to do so, dressing modestly um, is an act of love. And I see it that way. I just do. I also am one of the single most feminine um, women I know. And I want to thank you, ladies, for, for stating that on my thread. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so kind to see. Because I love being a woman. I don't want to be a man. I love being a woman. I embrace my femininity with everything I have. I have lived a very hard life in many regards. And as you just heard, it started out kind of hard. And so I've come through a lot. I've eaten, as my friend says, a lot of dirt sandwiches. (laughs) I've crawled through a lot of dirt. And... That's okay. It's made me who I am today. And God has redeemed every square inch, just about every square inch the locusts have eaten in my life. And he'll do the same thing for you. So thank you for being kind to me and not judging me and not jumping on the comparison and jealousy bandwagon to criticize me along with some other people. I appreciate that. I really do. You know, when, when I talk about the spiritual root of diseases, female diseases are largely linked to issues with self and other females, as I've just said. And I do believe that God told us that he came to forgive all of our sins and to heal all of our diseases. And I do believe that there are genetic mutations. There are things that happen in the bloodlines that the blood of Christ can absolutely atone for and wash clean. Maybe that's to my childlike faith. I don't know. But that's my faith. And I have had to call upon my faith a lot in the area of disease, particularly with regard to my daughter. But, and as I was telling you, when my daughter fell out with me and I started, and we fell out with each other, and I started having dreams about breast cancer, it made perfect sense. Because she's my baby. And she's who I have nurtured her entire life. So it's not wooky, wonky Christianity. It's not crazy, wackadoo science or, you know, a science. It's, um, it just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. And if it makes sense, it's probably sensical. So the gospel doesn't have to be that difficult. It doesn't, it's not hard. The simplicity of the gospel of Christ, I came to, Forgive all of your sins and heal all of your diseases. 
And my God, if we started just there, can you imagine how different our country would be right now? If we deployed spiritual warriors to the in a, in, en masse to the to the extent that people profess to be Christians, <laughs> this world should look vastly different than it does. Vastly. We would not suck our children into tubes. We would not put our children in uh, crates and ship them across oceans to be sexualized by grown, grotesque demons living in the bodies of men. We wouldn't sacrifice our children to the academic gods. We would not accept every wind and of, of doctrine in the jurisdiction that we've been blessed with called America. We would not be afraid to stand in the name of Jesus Christ, in the authority of Jesus Christ, as children of the only living God, the author of this nation. We would fear nothing. And we would walk as giants in this land called America with humility, wisdom, honor, knowledge, and a good name. We would be, they would know us by our love for each other. But we rally around things like disease and death, despair, destruction. We're always chasing the next crisis. As someone who is a crisis mitigator and manager, I can tell you that an ounce of prevention goes a long way. I'm so proud of some of you who have emailed me in the past 24 hours and told me what you're doing on your county levels to to stand up and be a giant in your county by holding people accountable asking questions, getting dates to your county commission meetings, getting involved in your local GOPs, disturbing and disrupting the power bases there, getting to know the rules so that you can use them for your liberty. That's giant living. For those of you who are waiting to go kinetic, you've got, you're locked and loaded, as you say. You are missing the war And many of us are out here getting our asses kicked because you refuse to admit to open your eyes as to what the war really is right now. It is digital. It is cyber. It is psychological. It is not kinetic in this country. Of course, there are maniacs out there in the name of whatever trying to, you know, stir false flag moments and get the entire country out in your urban areas shooting at each other. That's what they're there for. They are physical agitators. They are paid to be there. They're bailed out of jail. There's a huge funding network behind these guys. Do not engage unless they come to your home. That's a different story. But even then, you see what happened to the McCloskeys, for God's sakes. I mean, good luck with your local judiciaries. But I think I'm so proud of you. I'm just, I'm proud of the emails I get saying, hey, Monica, I've done this, and what else can I do? Check, I already checked that off the box. 
And a lot of you are getting out of your recliners and getting busy. And you know why? Because you're giants and the giant in you is awakening. You know why? Because God placed that inside of you. You were created for freedom. You were created for fellowship. You were created for joy. You were created for godly conversations and praising the Lord for how good he is. And the day is the Lord's and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And you're part of the earth. And you're part of his fullness. You're part of his glory. When you show up and you and you deploy in the way of, of demanding decency, in the public sector, in the public court, when you show up with capitalistic opportunities for your employees, when your employees matter more than, I mean, your bottom line's got to matter, but in terms of like your golden parachutes, because I can't live on $53 billion a year. I need $153 billion a year. In the meantime, some of my employees can't rub two nickels together to send their kids to school. That's bad business. That's that's amoral. It's not even amoral. It's immoral. Sorry, it's immoral. It just is. It's unethical. It's a, it's permissible. Remember what I said. Scripture says all things are permissible within the confines of within the structure of law. Right. All things are permissible, but not all things are expedient. Be a decent boss. If you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or you know, I know a lot of people in the energy sector listen to me, you know, God, just be a decent person. Think the long game. Think about your name. What does your name mean to you? The Bible says there's nothing greater than to have a good name. A good name is priceless. It's like a crowning jewel. The Trump family, as far as I'm concerned, will always have a good name. Even if he has happens to have one stray relative who just mucks it all up for everybody else, Donald Trump has honored his family's name and, and he hasn't done it perfectly. And I don't care because I haven't either and neither of you, but he knows his jurisdiction. Do you? I want to leave you with that tonight. What is your personal jurisdiction? Not only where you live physically, what's your jurisdiction as a wife, as a daughter, as a mother, as a friend, as a worker, as a employee, as an employer, as someone in the stock market? I don't know why you do that right now, but what's your jurisdiction as a teacher, your profession, your ministry? I'm going to keep walking through this this week with you. $1.9 trillion. I'd say we're all in the homogenization melting pot. And we need some separation in terms of jurisdiction. Get back to work. All right. I love you guys. Until tomorrow, be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one.